My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for coming back to today's podcast episode. I'm really excited for the episode because I'm interviewing a woman named Heather Newman. Now, I was in speech and debate for three years, and right near the end of my speech and debate career, as we like to call it, I met this woman named Heather Newman, and she had an online public speaking coaching company called Lasting Impact. And although I didn't really work with her when I was in speech and debate, When I graduated, I actually worked with her and we did a lot of collaborations for different coaching webinars. We wrote um, a speech and debate devotional together. It was wonderful. I've loved working with her and her whole mission of her business, which I think is so wonderful, is to build communicators for Christ. And since this podcast is geared to young women, I really wanted to hear her insight on different ways she thinks women can be communicators for Christ. In this episode, we hear about her story, her walk with God, her family life. She's a homeschool mom with six children, so that's really busy. And she runs an online business. She also does so much more with soccer coaching, and she also coaches TEDx speakers. Very busy woman, but I really wanted to hear what she had to say about self-confidence and how to have enough confidence in yourself so that you could share your message that God gave you with purpose and you could realize that you're supposed to live on purpose because God believes in you. So I hope you all enjoy today's episode. And before I hop into the interview, I just want to encourage you and say, if you're struggling to figure out how to share God with the world, if you're wondering where to find your voice, where to find your purpose, I just want to say, girl, God's got you. And the reason why with this specific topic is because when he handcrafted you in your mother's womb, you're you're beautifully and wonderfully made. But when he handcrafted you he had a specific purpose in mind and there's a certain message he wants you to share with the world whether it's actually through voicing it out or whether it's through your actions and the way you live i just want to share that being a communicator for christ is so much more than just talking about him it's all about sharing the truth walking in love and living on purpose so i hope you all enjoy today's episode and without further ado let's introduce miss heather newman Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We're excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to hang out with you. Yes, I'm excited for our good conversation and um, to just learn more about what it means to be a communicator for Christ. So um, just for a quick intro to all the listeners out here, Miss Heather Newman, she's actually a speech coach. And when I was in speech and debate several years ago, I heard about her business, Lasting Impact. And then when I graduated from high school, she and I worked together for a couple years uh, teaching different seminars, and we 
released a fun devotional, and she's just the expert on what it means to be a communicator for Christ. So we're going to be talking (laughs) all about finding confidence as a young female and knowing how to use your gifts to be a light for Jesus. Uh, Before we go into the topic, um, let's hear a little background about you, uh, Heather. Where are you from? Um, When you were a young female in high school, college, what was that like for you? Sure, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I live up in the frozen tundra, a.k.a. Wisconsin, near um, Green Bay. So, yes, I I bleed green and gold, and um, and I definitely love cheese. It's all true. If you've heard, <laughs> if you're from Wisconsin, we do love our cheese. And so, um, but I grew up, yes, up here in Wisconsin. I was born and raised, um, and my husband and I met in Wisconsin, but then um, the Lord moved us out to Washington State and then to Missouri back up to Wisconsin, oh, to the frozen tundra, uh, <laughs> even further north of what I call Siberia, up to Fargo, North Dakota, and then um, now again back here in Wisconsin. And it feels great to be um, what what really feels like home uh, for us, or at least for me. And so, um, but I grew up in a, in a Catholic uh, family. My parents, um, though, um, were born-again Christians, and so they were extremely instrumental in my life, obviously, and um, created prayer groups. They brought me to Billy Graham crusades um, as I was growing up. And um, and so, yeah, it was um, a pretty typical um, childhood um, until, um, honestly, when I turned, was 19, my dad passed away um, mm. suddenly. And so... Um, So, yeah, so you're kind of like a 19-year-old girl kind of really evaluating a pretty monumentous death because my dad was, he was my rock. He, Mm -hmm. I I look back now and I think about all the lessons that he taught me in just 19 years. And those are, that's kind of the, the, what I always am trying to instill into young people about how much our Lord and Savior loves us. If if our, our parents can love us this much, imagine how much more mm-hmm. our, our Lord, our Abba loves us. And so um, so I, I was pretty fortunate to have a, an amazing father figure for those 19 years and still to this day. Oh, yes. I was actually just talking about that. Um, just the craziness of, my, I mean, my parents always say, you don't really understand parenthood till you become a parent. And I'm sure, Heather, for how much you love your kids, it's crazy to think that our <laughs> Heavenly Father loves us even more. But uh, I, think it's, I think it's wonderful that your parents taught you so many lessons and really led you in faith because I think it's just so important for parents to be that example for children. And I think that um, when we talk about self-confidence, that's a really big added feature and helps us have a lot of confidence in who we are when we know from an early age where our confidence should lie. And that's, I know, but it's, it's hard, Isabel, because I, I'll, I'll say too, I don't think, I don't think I got it obviously mm-hmm. as yes. a high schooler or even into college. Cause I think that of course um, we look at what the world thinks of us. Yeah. And although, you know, both my parents would tell me how much I mean to them, how much they loved me. And I had, tons of friends. I 
um, I never really felt accepted. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I still, honestly, I still will struggle with this today that where do I find, um, acceptance and we, we know where it should be, but it sometimes is really hard when we look at, um, when we look at how we want to identify. Exactly. You know, I think that that definitely is true and spot on with, we know what's true, but then when the world kind of gets involved and tells us all these things, it can be hard to lose sight of the truth. Um, and I'd love to kind of talk more about that when it comes to self-confidence and throughout your young woman days. Um, what do you think you wish you could have told yourself when you were uh, younger and trying to find your identity, something that you know now, something that you've uh, realized throughout your life? Um, I definitely think that uh, when we we make mistakes, I, I don't know if you've ever made mistakes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, definitely. Um, I think that we often just feel like it's unforgivable. Mm. And so I think that we have to remember that um, God is all forgiving, um, that, that he knows the mistakes we're going to make. And so, um, to remember that, um, to forgive ourselves, mm-hmm. I think, um, forgiving ourselves for the mistakes that we've made is a, is a big, big thing, especially today. Um, and then, uh, and then right along what I was saying before, I think is that, um, that, that people don't define who we are, um, mm-hmm. that, that as much as I still want to be accepted in this circle or that circle, I am accepted in his circle. And that should be the only thing that matters. <laughs> but again, it's, again, it's a daily struggle. So every day we have to give that, give that to the Lord and mm-hmm. say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to just focus on what I can be in charge of, not what other people think of me and whatnot. So yes, that's, yeah. those are the two things I think that came immediately to my first thoughts. Yes, no, I am. Um, I, I definitely agree. And, and I don't know if you're this way, but I'm a people pleaser. So it could be um, really easy for me to feel down if someone's annoyed or rude or from not delivering. Uh, and so I definitely know the constant um, battle of reminding myself you know, daily that it, it really only matters what God thinks of us. But, but thank you for sharing that. I think it's hard for us as Christians to kind of be vulnerable about that and say there's some things we still struggle with in our faith, even to this day. Um, but yeah, I'd love to learn more about your background in um, how you started homeschooling, how you started a business, because <laughs> okay. you, know, you need to have self-confidence to do that and to be a communicator for Christ um, in those big decisions in life with family and business. I just love to hear, um, you know, your path with that. Absolutely. Well, um, like in all things, I was very um, strong-willed mm-hmm. uh, and I, and when when we were living out in Washington state, our oldest was going to a really sweet Christian school, five kids in his class, you know, in kindergarten. And just, I mean, it was just so comfortable, you know? And, and I mean, when I, I mean, right across the street, it was a hundred feet from our house. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was just this perfect, this perfect setup. So I'd wake up in the morning and I'd walk him across the street. And um, when my next child, who you know, Ellen, mm-hmm. uh, got old enough um, to, there wasn't a preschool program. And so I created a preschool program for them. And at that point, I also had another one 
uh, because uh, God gave us two within 16 months of each other. Oh my goodness. And um, so I created a preschool program and I brought our, the two little ones and, and life just was, you know, just seemed like this was just going to be our little perfect way. But God has a way of saying, oh, you're content. You're feeling good. Let's, uh, let's, you know, pull the rug out from underneath your feet. And so mm-hmm. he kind of was starting to make us feel just a little unsettled about how busy our life was out in Washington state. My husband was working for Microsoft. He was commuting, you know, he was, it was just kind of a go-go world. In fact, and when I'm talking about this right now, I'm kind of like, huh, this is exactly the way our life is even right now. <laughs> but, but he, then we ended up moving to Missouri to just kind of slow down and refocus and really dedicate um, our lives. And at that point, um, our oldest started going to school and we lived out in the country and it was a 45 minute bus ride there and back. And my husband was like, you know, Heather, maybe we should think about homeschooling. And I was like, um, yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so I was, I definitely thought there was no way I have enough hats at this point. Now I've got not only, Um, Our oldest was, I think, in second grade, um, but we then had two little ones and one on the way. Oh, my gosh. So I am like, you know, the barefoot pregnant (laughs) mama, and you want me to do what? Like, okay. So I just, I was, there's no way. There was no way. I said, no way, Lord. Thank you very much. But you can, you know, we'll just, we'll just deal with the fact that Jonathan at that point was, Um, really doing school about 50 hours a week as a second grader between his bus rides, his homework, his recess time, all of that together was about 50 hours. Oh my gosh. And so I went to the first parent teacher day and I went and I, you know, I'm kind of like, hello, my name is Heather Newman. Uh, I'm Jonathan's mom. And the teacher looked at me with no idea who my son was oh no and I was I was I was just and she was like Jonathan and she had this like thinking thought provoking look on her face and I was like he sits right there like here's his desk here's his nameplate that says Jonathan (laughs) and um she was like oh yes Jonathan and at that point I was just like okay if this lady can home can can educate you know her class the classroom including my son I can do this so I we I pulled Jonathan out he didn't ever go back and um and then all the rest of my kids all six of them have been homeschooled ever ever since. So it's kind of like, uh, when you say, no, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want that. That's my, 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 my homeschool story. This, and, and now it's been over 20 oh years. My gosh. <laughs> so, so God kind of said, Oh yes, you will. Oh my. Well, you know, my mom and dad had a very similar reasoning for homeschooling. Um, we lived out in the foothills and just the commute with the bus and the driver is my dad was like, well, I don't know, Rachel, I think you could teach the twins. I mean, my mom only had two kids. It wasn't like she had, you know, six of them, <laughs> but um, it was, she was like, what? Homeschoolers are weird. Why would, you, why would we ever want to do that to our kids? And lo and behold, they got that nudge from God. And um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how God's plan is 
so much bigger. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, and so I have a question too. I know, especially for young women navigating their lives, sometimes we're pulled back and forth because we don't really know if it's God whispering in our ear or if it's our own thoughts. And it can be hard, I think, sometimes to understand if it's God speaking or what nudge we're getting. And so whenever you feel a nudge from God and you go through with it, what is that that first step you take and how do you kind of navigate uh, what God is telling you? Oh, I think that's a, a it's it certainly is personal, but I, I, I feel like he orchestrates everything. Um, and so every every opportunity that comes my way you know, of course I have to pray about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, because I am married, um, all of, all of the single ladies, <laughs> um, I will just say that, you know, having my husband to be that, that we are, you know, together in, in all things that we do. Um, when we first got married, we talked about, okay, well, what, what are we going to do if we disagree? And we decided that we're going to go with the most conservative approach so that neither one of us would have to, um, feel like they were not getting their way because the most conservative way is at least partial. Right. And so, um, but I, I would say I would, you know, I, if, if you can't figure it out by praying by yourself, I would say I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, keeping your, your, um, parents involved. Mm. And I think that in reality, they want always, always what's best for you. Um, or, or if there's another mentor, um, that is involved in your life as well, they, um, can help steer you whether it be a pastor or youth leader um you know it's it's they're gonna help you make sure that it is god's will and and ultimately that it's it's not too much for you um to conquer you know sometimes we want to challenge and put ourselves in our in certain situations and sometimes i kind of feel like okay are we just wanting to challenge like i know you isabella that you're a competitive person so you know you want to conquer things Mm -hmm. when you do that and sometimes it's like okay yes maybe god does want to test us but maybe maybe he's just saying hey at some point we're going to be tested so it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is for right now i know that sounds kind of wishy-washy but that's it is hard to know, is this always coming from the Lord? And sometimes we just have to wait Mm -hmm. and see if it, if it comes into fruition. Yeah. And I, I really like that advice. And that's also, you know, really helpful to me too, because I, I think the act of talking to other Christians and is so important. I think that's why God really wants us to continue to build the body of believers and be a communicator for Christ so we can help one another, give one another wisdom and, at least for me, anytime I have a big decision, I ask my mentors in life or my parents. And when we're all kind of coming from mm-hmm. the perspective of God, it does really help. But that was wonderful advice. And I'm going to take that to heart as well <laughs> as a young female <laughs> myself. But, um, uh-huh. well, yes, well, I would love to talk mm-hmm. also about your business. And I know a lot of people, when I tell them that I did some online speech and debate coaching, they don't really know what that entails. I know yours is uh, very much blog based. And so I'm very curious, what gave you the idea? What year did you start it? And then I'd love to 
you know, here's some productivity hacks of how you manage a household of, you know, six children and a business and you homeschool. So tell us everything. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So honestly, I will tell you that lasting impact uh, started because a door closed. And so I know that a lot of times we feel like when that door shuts, it's devastation um, and whatnot. But but oftentimes, I do believe that when a door shuts, um, you know, even if it might be a window, there is there's always going to be another opportunity, especially when you're, you know, actively seeking and, and want to serve, quite frankly. And so um, so lasting impact originally way back when probably even before lasting impact was lasting impact, um, we started an online apologetics group. Um, I felt like I was seeing a trend of, of uh, apologetics is a speech category, uh, for young, um, students, uh, ages, you know, 12 to 18, mm-hmm. um, to really be able to go through some of the deep, uh, philosophy or theological questions about their mm-hmm. faith and how to defend them. And so I was seeing, um, the, our, the category of apologetics kind of decreasing in our area. And I was saying, well, why is this decreasing? And ironically, at the time we were living up in Fargo and we did not have a club, um, nor did we start with a speech and debate club when we originally started. But I created then a group that became this online apologetics group that grew and grew and grew. And then um, about four years ago, um, I was sitting at a national championship and my, um, <clears throat> son at the time had won two events and, and I had already started coaching and I was traveling, um, across the country at that time. Um, people were like saying, will you help us? And can you help us start a club? Can you help us do this? And a door shut where I thought I really wanted, I thought I really wanted to go in one direction and, and it, it completely closed. And I turned to my friend and I said, I know what we can do. I said, we can start a blog so that we can come alongside other homeschool families or, or even non-homeschool families. Let's, let's not limit ourselves here, (laughs) you know, but we could come alongside families who want to learn more about speech and debate. And let's actually, let's even think about the bigger picture, just what it is to be a communicator for Christ. And, and so I said to my friend, Christy, I said, you and I could probably write at least an article a week. Right. And, and she was like, yeah, I think we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then lo and behold, four years later, I have I, we typically do about two articles a week um, at www.lastingimpact.info, two articles a week. Um, I have over 400 articles. Um, we created, you know, we started doing online apologetics, online speech clubs, online debate clubs. Now this year we have online junior options for younger speakers um, and whatnot. So it's... Um, it has grown, grown, grown. It's, it's pretty, I mean, God has, has opened opportunities for me to work with um, all different leagues, the Catholic league, the public school league, the um, 4-H leagues, uh, oh. both for um, scholarship 
And then as well as different organizations who are also mission driven in the same way that, that I am as far as what I do is, is kingdom building. Um, and, and so I'm not really as much as yes, lasting impact is a business. It is more of a ministry and it is just a way for people to get connected and, um, and grow because that's our mission is to be a light and shine. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, I love lasting impact and I'm going to definitely link your, the blog in the show notes below um, and anything else you want me to link email, everything like that, because <laughs> what's beautiful about lasting impact is that I'd say everyone wants to improve their public speaking skills. So that's a need in the business market. And so when you combine that with faith, the business in and of itself is being a communication method for Christ because you're letting people know that they can speak and they can speak well because God can give them the ability to. And so, oh yeah. And you think about, I mean, he's the one who's actually speaking through mm-hmm. us. Right. And so when, when I go and talk to kids, you know, and at camps or youth groups and whatnot, I say, you know, what is the one life skill that you do that you, you know, that you've had since the day you were born and, you know, um, it's communication. You, you start learning to communicate from even before you were born. Right. And when you are born, you learn to communicate, you're hungry. And, and as we get older, we learn to compute, communicate even better. And ultimately we will never be done communicating. So it's one of the, one of the most amazing life skills that we have is the ability to also grow and get better but it is one of those things and I'm sure as you've heard today I am not a master communicator (laughs) um I am still growing I am not finished and so um that too is I guess um going back to what other things would I say to my younger self is that I'm not finished Mm -hmm. like every every turn I take, I'm not yet done. So I have the ability to get better um, at every turn I take. And so um, Lord willing, we'll be continued to communicate for the rest of our lives. And so this is one of those things. I think if, if more kids would figure that out at an earlier stage, I think they would go, wow, how cool is this that now I can have the ability to be a better communicator, whether it be critical thinking, whether it be, and, and I'm not just saying that, oh, it's for the lawyers or the doctors. No, this is for the moms, mm. the, the dads, the, you know, the Isabella. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Yeah. And I think that idea of never stop growing, I think that is so important for young people and older people to hear because with, with young people, in school, we're taught to work hard, get those scholarships, graduate high school, go to college. And I just finished up college and I kind of hit a point right before I graduated thinking, well, I finally got to this goal and now the whole world is wide open because I'm not set on this 120 credit path of college anymore. Um, And so I, I talked to my mom too and when my brother and I graduated and she stopped homeschooling, she also had a, a repurposement and she actually became a health coach. So I think we should always switch our mindset from instead of having that big checkpoint and thinking, okay, we're done. I think always growing and always um, continuing to wake up in the morning and try to figure out different ways to improve. And I love that you say that with communication because 
it can be really easy to be hard on ourselves, whether it's speaking in public, whether it's communicating to other people at our work or communicating to our families. So thank you so much for sharing about the growth aspect. I think that is such a good encouragement for, for me to hear as well. I feel like I'm going to listen to this podcast and love all the advice <laughs> even more. Um, well, I, I think too, like going back to, I've had this thought process. Um, I think honestly, my dad's death had a huge um, impact mm-hmm. and on me because of course, when, when my dad died, I was 19 yeah. and I had some, some woman kind of complaining to me about their child. Okay. So not, not that we do this very often, right. You know, but there are times when, when, uh, moms kind of say, Oh, I can't believe this is where my child's at mm-hmm. or, uh, or whatnot. And I said, I said, you know, I would hate to think that my dad thought I was done at 19 because I'm not who I was when I was 19. And so it has kind of just always stuck with me that, that again, we are not finished. And, and so, and I feel like, you know, God, I I love using the analogy of the, the, the clay, Mm -hmm. the, he is the potter. So I, I could be a bowl one day but then I could, it could be a cup. <laughs> Let's be honest. I've, I've been in pottery class. I know how yes. to do this. And so I just love the thought of, of the fact that, you know, again, if you would have said I would have been a homeschool mom, I would have been like, you're crazy. If you would have said that I'm going to go out and, and coach, you know, thousands of kids, including um, at this point now, you know, I also coach with TED Talks. And this year I even coached an Olympian. Like, what? Right? Exactly. So I'm just saying, but this is, this is God's orchestration, not mine. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, go searching for this. Um, He honestly is the one who did it. So I give him all the glory to um, all the things that he has done through me. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's wonderful, especially with the, the Olympian. That's great. Well, congratulations on that. Um, and yes, I think giving wow. it all back to God too is is so important in everything we do. And as you said before, we could get so caught up in, in what the world says about us. And when we get a taste for success and we let it define us, the second that success maybe goes away, we could also let that define us. So I think, you know, always understanding that it's his orchestration. And I look back at my life a year ago and I never would have thought I'd be in this place right now. And so with growth, I think mm-hmm. living in the present growth and knowing that God will take care of you. Because as you said, your age from 19 to now, you didn't know you'd be a homeschool mom. You probably didn't even know you'd have six children. So there is something to say about knowing when to just stop worrying about the future and let God plan out the orchestra because he is the master musician. That's for sure. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Well, as we talk about your business and before we uh, go more into Uh, some self-confidence talk. I would love to hear about some productivity tips and how you are able to manage your time, manage your team, and specifically to any young women listening to this as they're trying to figure out their career and how to be productive. What are some tips that you have that you think everyone could uh, benefit from? Um, I probably, I could tell you probably that multitasking is like, I've, I've, I've heard the Todd talk about multitasking and I'm probably, um, the biggest um, offenser of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do try to multitask and then I forget what I'm doing 
And, um, and so I, oh, advice on how you can't do it Mm -hmm. all. I guess that would be, you know, you really, really can't. So people who see me, um, they see me as a speech coach. They see me as, you know, a, a club leader. They also, some, some circles see me as a soccer coach Mm. and, um, and then some people see me as a director of plays and musicals. Um, that's a lot, but I, but like, I, I couldn't do really any more in, in addition to the other hats. Cause let's be honest, I'm still a mom. I still am homeschooling. Um, now I'm down to only two. So I'm, I, you know, I'm on the down. <laughs> um, but I can't do everything. Um, I because when I do try to do everything, I don't do everything well. And so I would rather do less and do um, it, you know, them better. So, you know, really be, be choose wisely. I, I'm working with a, a young woman right now who has a real hard time saying no, and it's gonna, it's gonna catch up with her. Um, she, you know, cause she just wants to please so many people. Yes. And, and so I think, um, you know, uh, another piece of advice, if I was giving piece of advice for specifically young women is make sure you make your choices for you and not based on boyfriends. Oh, (laughs) yes, this is a good one. (laughs) So I think a lot of, and I've seen a lot of people make mistakes and make decisions, pretty big monumentous decisions because you'd think I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life. And sometimes, and unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. So make the best choice for you. And that's when to getting your parents involved and, and maybe some other mentors. Um, because, you know, I just have seen just a lot of, a lot of, uh, of those decision making based on who you're with at the time or your friends really it doesn't have to be a boyfriend but um but you know um you know really trying to figure that out navigate that yeah and I think that goes right back to you know what's your what's on your pedestal is it a boy you're dating is it your peers or is it God and I think for young women at least for me I constantly have to check myself like where am I putting my self-worth who's on my pedestal and anytime something comes above God, I know it's not going to work out or, you know, I'm going to be run down. I won't be able to say no, all these things. So I think that is a, a really good piece of advice in keeping you and the God and then God at the center as far as decision making. But yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing all that business aspect. I, uh, I think the online business space and, and I mean, now it's mostly online from COVID, but I love anything small business, so I hope that all this advice will help at least one young woman who's maybe interested in owning her own business who listens to this show. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if, I, if I give one more piece of advice, I would, just like what you did, Isabel, with, um, you know, I know that, that you weren't like, I mean, you were pivotally involved in the project with our devotional project and things mm-hmm. like that. But I feel like that probably gave you a lot of, you saw some of the ins and out of it and, and you didn't just rush into doing your own business. Yes. So being able to watch or get involved with someone 
um, or an organization first before going out and then, you know, I feel like honestly, what I, what I, a lot of what I do is I try things and I hate it when I try things and it's fruitless. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so if you can get involved with people that can help mentor you with what, what is the right way to do things or, or, you know, what, what things work, I would say that would be also very helpful. Yes, I would agree. Trial and error and learning from others, other people's experiences is very important. And I am someone who I rush into things quite a bit. So the past couple of years, I've really learned it's better to take it slow and learn rather than to rush and not learn things well. But I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love to talk about this Bible passage I found. I was actually listening to my pastor in church this last Sunday. And it's all talking about the task of us helping bring others to Christ. And I thought this would be a perfect segue into what it looks like to be a communicator for Christ in our everyday lives, some practical tips. Maybe you could share some, you know, pro tips, speech coaching tips you have. <laughs> but yeah, so the passage is from Second Corinthians chapter 5. It starts with verse 18. I just thought I'd read it and we could discuss what we think it means. So it starts sure. off with, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And I love that it shares that we are given this task of helping reconcile people back to God and how we're his ambassadors. And I think this is one of the biggest motivations that we could have in life to live on purpose for him because it's what God calls us to do. And I'd love to know when you're trying to share with your, your students and trying to help them learn how to be communicators for Christ, um, what's, what's the biggest thing that you want to let them know as far as their connection with God when it comes to learning how to speak for him? Um, so have you seen, uh, the new like series called the chosen? I have not. Okay. You need to put that and everyone who's listening needs to put that on their list of things to do. So it was made by, um, a Christian organization, um, here in America, but it was, it's about Jesus and it's kind of like a series Mm. of, and they did season one. And I, it just, it literally just spoke to me and, um, and it's really, uh, about Jesus and how he chose the disciples. And I, you know, me, um, I, I love interpretive speech. I love plays. I love directing and I loved their, their interpretation of how Jesus chose his disciples because these disciples were, really everyday people, people that you and I, I think really take for granted for that are, were just on the street. And so I try to, I I want you all to know that, that God wants to use you and the Lord used all of these different people. And, and I think that he ends up, he wants to use us as well. 
And so God, you know, speaks through, you know, different circumstances and, and wants to just use us. And so I think that with this Bible verse of, of making with that, the fact that we are to be Christ's ambassadors um, is, is really, it's just, it could, it could be so much more simple than we make it. And so um, I think about um, the Bible verse, Psalm 156, that, um, that let everything has breath Mm -hmm. um, declare him as Lord and that that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made like Psalm 139.14 and so um, I just think it's a matter of um, allowing God to use us mm. and, and, and being that light because regardless of what's going on in the world right now or where where you know where people are politically and there's just so much conflict but if we just stand and and be a light i think that people will see christ through us yes and i i couldn't agree more and i think that a lot of it is judging by our actions and as it says in john um people will know you're my disciples if you love one another and a Mm -hmm. lot of people think that to be a voice or to have a voice and be a light is all about what we say, but it is really about our actions and, you know, actions do speak louder than words. I've had a lot of people in speech and debate that I've met and just the way our different decisions go, it's a lot easier to speak for God than to live for him. And I definitely know that from personal experience, it could be one thing to talk about Jesus, but actually living him out is, is a lot harder, but I love that you share that just the daily effort to live for him and to share his truth, I think is so important. But thank you for sharing. And we're all his disciples, and he he has chosen each and every one of us. But I will link that TV show, mm-hmm. Chosen, into our <laughs> show notes, yeah. and I will start watching exactly. it as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it was very impactful. Yes. Well, before we wrap up this episode, do you have any communication tips or any speaking tips you want to share? I know not everyone's a public speaker, but there's one thing you've learned being a a speech coach for the past several years. What do you think any normal person who is either a public speaker or not could learn about communication? Oh, I, I think that, that, um, just that, that he wants to speak through you that I think a a lot of times we get where we feel self-conscious because we feel like we we are speaking or we are going to say the wrong thing. And I think that we need to remember like what it says in Jeremiah that that he it will be our voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can pray that if we are going up against um, something that we where we have to stand firm for, or maybe I like I always, I always say that I love, I, I love working with people no matter where they are, because we all have to order food at McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> sooner or later, yeah. you know, so it's not, you know, not all of us are going to become poli sci majors or podcast creators <laughs> um, and whatnot. Um, but, but, but we all have a voice and, um, 
you know, it's kind of like the good old Dr. Seuss, a person's a person, no matter how small. And I feel like we all have that voice, um, no matter, you know, how small we are. And especially in these days where, um, you know, that we we're wearing masks and it's harder and harder to communicate and we still need to use that still small voice that, um, that we want to be listening for that so that we can, um, be that light. Mm. Well, that is such great encouragement. And just believing that we are here on purpose. I think that's the best mm-hmm. motivation for us to share his truth. But thank, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and what you've learned throughout your life. I, I think it'll help a lot of people and just be a really good encouragement for the listeners to listen to in the episode. But yeah. Well, thank you for the opportunity, oh dear one. I wish we were closer so I could give you oh, a hug. Oh, I wish so as well, but we'll give virtual hugs for now and eventually see each other at a debate or speech camp or something. Well, thanks so yes, much. Yes, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you soon, hopefully. Thank All right, you. Thanks Bye. So All right, bye-bye.